You're listening to Get Out and Drive Podcast with John Custom Car Nerd Meyer and Sean Mr. Sedan Man Cheryl. We'll be bringing you gearheads all the information you've never wanted to know about cars and why they should be on the road and not in your garage. Are you ready to get out and drive? And we're back with another episode of Get Out and Drive Podcast. I am Sean, Mr. Sedan Man, Cheryl. I am John, Custom Car Nerd Meyer. You can see on our screen, we have uh, today with us Brian Scanlon. Yes. He is the owner of Chicago Blues Mobile. Very cool. Yep. Good what afternoon, is gentlemen. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Oh yeah, movie cars. Everybody loves movie cars. I right? do like I do like movie cars. What is yeah. your favorite movie car, Sean? Uh, my favorite movie car. No, no secret to anybody. I don't think this listened to the podcast before. Right. Uh, Two lane blacktop fifty five Chevy. Definitely like that car. Yeah, I love that car. Yes. Yeah. My my favorite right here in front of us, Eleanor from the first Gone in sixty seconds movie. Oh, yellow. You might have probably thought it was gray. Yeah, I mean, everybody thinks Eleanor is gray. Eleanor is not gray. The fake Eleanor is gray. Yeah. The real Eleanor, (laughs) everybody look it up, hashtag Eleanor's yellow. Real Eleanor is the one car, one movie, one time, one use, beat the hell out of it. That car is a a movie car. Yeah, yeah, I think a a lot of people don't realize uh, that the Gone in 60 Seconds, that the popular one is an actual remake of... What year was that? that uh, I think it's two thousand five. No, the original one. Oh, the original was nineteen seventy three. Seventy four. Yeah. Yeah. Early early mid seventies. Yep. Very so, much so. And this yeah. car is a mix yeah. of seventy one, seventy two, seventy three Mustangs to make it look like the newest car because he could, you know, H.B. Uh, Halicki, he could buy a, a, a beat-up Mustang and put brand-new parts on it and it would look mm-hmm. like a brand-new car. Right. And all the cars he smashed looked new, you know, yeah. at the time. And and yeah, in a tight budget, a very tight budget film. Yeah. You seem to be kind of uh, on a mission from God to let I everybody am, know I, that I, the original Eleanor was yellow. I, I am on a mission so. from God. Yes, <laughs> very much so. And that ties into our Chicago Blues Mobile today. Uh, Mr. Scanlon, what is your favorite movie car? If it's a Blues Mobile, you got to tell us, or maybe a different one. Well, my favorite movie car is indeed the Bluesmobile. Um, second to that would be Milner's 32 Coupe from American Graffiti. Yep. I definitely like that. I definitely like yep. that. Another yellow car. Another yellow car. Sean's just not a fan of yellow cars. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I think I think a yellow car maybe ran over him in a previous yeah, I life. Know, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> He's just not a fan of yellow cars. Oh, man. Chicago Bluesmobile. Brian. Excellent, excellent, excellent vehicle you have there. I've certainly followed it from uh, for quite a long time on uh, on Instagram. Certainly, tell us where you came mm-hmm. from and what car you started with and how you got yeah. here. So, um, yeah, I, I started with the uh, the project. Uh, I purchased a 1976 Dodge Royal Monaco uh, from Northern Illinois, close to the Wisconsin border. Um, the gentleman that owned it, it, it was a two owner car. Um, very well taken care of it was your your typical granny car mm-hmm. you know only driven on sundays i i believe i bought it with sixty six thousand original miles oh, wow nice um, car yeah very nice car it was um <laughs> it was it, it took a, a 
a lot to to pull the trigger on the conversion because it was so nice. It's such a nice car to tear it up, make it a horrible looking blues mobile. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so I, I've been searching on and off for years for a blues mobile, sure. and um, it was never the right time or the right circumstances. You know, it's it's kind of hard to justify bringing a car home when you just got married or you just had a, a child and your sure. wife is there like you know, we need diapers. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, I, I kind of just sat on the sidelines and, and bid my time. And finally, four years ago, uh, a Craigslist ad came up and it was in the same state. It was wow. clean looking. And I went, uh, went up to, to go see the car and yeah. bought it on the spot. Now, you know, you've, uh, you've said a Royal Monaco is the hideaway covered headlights and the whole grill and everything's different. Um, yes. and, and obviously the uh, Bluesmobile is a standard Monaco uh, in the movie 74. What'd you do to change that? Because I know I followed that along, kind of explained to our, uh, our, our listeners what, what you did. Because it was pretty, so, well, in, pretty intense, I remember. It, it was. It's uh, because everything on the front end looks different uh, between a, a Royal Monaco and a Bluesmobile. So once I got the car home, you know, I, I put a list of parts together that I needed. Obviously, I needed, you know, headlight bezels, different grill, right. um, header panel. Um, and, and once I got my list together, I, I started searching for parts. And um, that was the hardest thing is, is finding good parts for, for a 74, 75 Dodge Monaco. Okay. Uh, fortunately, um, through eBay and through a bunch of different, uh, companies that have NOS websites, I, I found a lot of parts, okay. uh, easily. um, the grill, the bezels, the header panel fell in my lap almost instantaneously. Sure. Uh, the elusive parts were the front fenders because they're completely different. And they're also very expensive for true uh, base model Monaco's. Okay. And I, I couldn't justify the expense because they wanted 800 bucks for a pair of fenders that were pretty much Swiss cheese. That's, that's <laughs> because everybody's building dirty, hairy replica cars, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. They're all, <laughs> all these Bluesmobile guys out there, they, they, they've got a network. So they're, sure. The parts are, are definitely in demand. We'll run over right? Bluesmobile uh, hoarders. <laughs> yes, there you go. Oh wait, yeah, there we go. Movie car niche people. Yep. Yes. Yes. That, that is where the demand for the parts come from. Now, did you do? I remember you carved the front fender extensions out of flower foam. Is that correct? I I did. I, I purchased the the green styrofoam okay. that you use for uh, flower displays. Okay. And, once I took the, the Royal Monaco front end off, I put the header panel on, I put approximately where the, the headlights were going, the grill, right. and visually carved out the pieces, right. um, made sure they looked legitimate. You know, up to this point, um, surprisingly, I've never saw a, a 74 Monaco in real life. I went <laughs> off of... I, I went off of movie stills and, and all the pictures I could find from the internet. Uh -huh. um, and and I, I got pretty close. Yeah. And then once I had the, the, the floral foam carved out, uh, I experimented with fiberglass and, and made, the, made the molds for the fiberglass and 
that's what's on the car till to, to this day oh, is, is still that is that is a hot rodder building something from nothing yep a person with a direction and and not a monster amount of wealth in your pocket you built something from nothing and kudos yep thank you very much yeah it was it was a, a very cool learning experience because i did have to get creative i you know you have a, you have a background in auto body or anything at all or are you just a guy with uh, enough tools to be dangerous uh, there, there you go. Okay. Point number two. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I bow to you. That's a great thing, yes. man. That is awesome. Determination is a good thing. Determination is yep. a, is an awesome thing. Find that a is, way to uh, do it. That is. And I was determined to, to do the, the whole build myself. So everything done on the, the car with the exception of the, the dual exhaust I've done in house. Cool. That is, that is incredible. So a biggest question in my mind, um, why do you care? Why is the, why the Bluesmobile? Well, why do I care? Uh, the Bluesmobile, um, well, and even more than the Bluesmobile itself is the Blues Brothers. I, I love the Blues Brothers sure. from a young age. Um, the first time I saw the movie, um, seeing the, the Bluesmobile drive past Joliet Prison on its way to pick up Jake just left uh, an impression on me that I, I couldn't shake. Right. And uh, I, I love the characters. I love uh, the movies of Belushi and Aykroyd. Right. Um, and it just, it was always a natural. It was the, the movie I always kept coming back to as my favorite. Um, growing up in the 80s, exposed to a ton of movie cars, TV cars, General Lee, right. A-Team, Back to the Future, DeLorean, uh, Ghostbusters, Act of One. Sure. But... For me, it always came back to the Bluesmobile, and I think that's just you know rooted in the first impression I had as a kid, and and the the love I have for that movie. Man, that is uh, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that's what we've always said. I mean, you, you never know where that trigger is going to come from. No. for for anybody that their love of cars, and it's always fun to listen to where people get that right that that inspiration from the, right. the initial. I mean. Coming at a young age, you can come at a, a later age, right? But yeah. yeah, that's our that's where our hashtag "What drives you" comes from. Um, I mm-hmm. I need to know why why you care, why you want to know about the Bluesmobile. What made you go towards that vehicle? What made you go towards cars at all? So we'll uh, we'll talk about that a little later. Yeah, sure. So Blues Brothers, uh, any favorite parts in the movie that uh, stand out to you that <laughs> well, obviously, uh, the mall scene is is one of my favorites. Uh, it, it's a toss up between the mall scene and the the ending of the movie as they're racing through downtown Chicago. Uh-huh. Uh, and I guess if I would have to pick an absolute favorite scene of the movie, it's when they're racing in Lower Wacker Drive um, and they're going uh, traveling the up ramp to Upper Wacker Drive. And the squad car pulls in front of them to block them, and they they make the jump and clip the lights on the squad car. And once they land, they actually look at each other like they can't even believe they pulled it off. <laughs> through the the whole movie, Ackroyd and Belushi play it straight. They don't acknowledge any of the insanity around them. They're just in the middle of it. Right. 
And that was the only scene in the movie where they actually said, wow, we got away with something. <laughs> <laughs> that is that. I, and I remember it very clearly. Uh, my wife and some other, my rest of my family, we were up in Chicago for uh, a, uh, for a candy show. Uh, we own a, uh, a catering company and uh, we, we were up there for a candy trade show and we're driving along and my wife says, what are you doing? And I went, and she goes, what are you doing? And I said, this must be lower Wacker drive. And we're driving through underneath and we come out of the yeah. top. And then I, she goes, what, what? And I said, this is the exact spot right here that they jumped over the police car that you just explained. <laughs> she said, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I've done it many times. It, it was very hard in the beginning once I completed the Bluesmobile right. to not drive around downtown Chicago like Elwood. Right. I, yeah. I had to really control myself. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and because and, sometimes you get in a car and a car will kind of tell you how it wants to be driven. Yes. And you feel different yes. and you yep. drive it different. Yep. I mean, and, and, and real car guys will know, understand what I'm talking about. Right. You drive a Cadillac right. low and slow. Right. You drive a nose high, you know, uh, a gasser, gasser style car, you know, like a madman. Yeah. And, and it's yep. certainly something that's cool. Uh, I've, I've seen a lot of your pictures on social media and looked all over your website. You uh, do an incredible job of going to what landmarks are still left. Um, yes. You know, we'll have to... Uh, um, you know, pour out some Coke later, Coca-Cola later for, uh, for not having uh, Ray's Music Exchange building still there. That That's was a sad day this year. Um, it was. And that was kind of terrible. Um, but to go to the bridge and to go to, uh, you know, Pilgrim Baptist, you know, and to go all the different places you went around um, and, and to take the pictures, man, of, that you take are incredible. You know, to go to Old Joliet Prison. And to take yeah. those pictures and to drive across, um, you know, in Daly Plaza and, and to actually get the Bluesmobile. And we talk about it a lot. People are different people when they put on a different mask. Yes. And I could see that you would be have a different mask and have a different ability for people and, and communities in the city to say, yes, you know, you don't pull up in a brand new Honda and say, right. Hey, can I drive across daily Plaza? But if you pull up and talk to the right people, I don't know what you got involved in the logistics of it, but you know, they move the pylons and, and let you drive and across the blues and you're in the blues <laughs> and you get to drive across daily Plaza. That gives you a different, opening line to city officials and other people. Is that true for you? What cool stuff have you done with Bluesmobile? It, it does. It, it, I, I look uh, at, at the Bluesmobile to me is a, a key to Chicago, essentially. Right. Um, you can do no wrong. You can go to places most people never see or venture into or don't know about. Right. Um, for example, Daily Plaza. Um, they, uh, over the, the last 20 years, Daily Plaza has been, become more fortified, if you will, around the, the main plaza. They have cement benches and cement planters mm -hmm. specifically to keep cars off of the plaza. Uh, right. And um, it, it was really a lot of work trying to get that done um, in this day and age. I had to reach out to my alderman who reached out to the alderman downtown 
who got me in contact with the then director of the uh, Chicago film in, uh, filming commission. Okay. And, and then so there's a lot of hoops, think, a lot of hoops. Oh, there's a lot of hoops. Yeah. Okay. And, and Daily Plaza is not run by the county. It's run by a, a private firm. Oh, wow. So we had to actually get their per- permission. And oh, wow. That was one of the most exciting days, just waiting there for the the guy to come out and remove the pylons uh, to let me in. And uh, I was amazed to find out that their manual, you know, the guy has to lift it up and twist it out of the ground and set it to the side. I'm like, I thought this was more like a spot where the, the pylons just go down into the ground and right. you're, you're free to go. So is this, was this welcome with, was your um, inquiry welcome with open arms or were people kind of blocking you or they just go, sweet, Bluesmobile is going to be here. Come on in. It was, it was absolutely sweet. The Bluesmobile is here. Let's do this. Right. This is so cool. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, no, no hesitation, no resistance. It was just like, you know, this is pretty cool. Yeah. He came asking, let's, let's make this happen for him. Man, and that's, that's fantastic. Good. So many of your pictures, your sunset pictures, or excuse me, sunset, sunrise, whatever you want to say, uh, probably mm-hmm. sunrise pictures at uh, the Joliet Jail. Um, you know, that, that is creepy to me to see your car <laughs> there, you know, and it looks real. It looks like it's well, the real deal. Go ahead. It, it does, and and it, that's an interesting fact because that is actually sunset. Okay. So the way the prison gate faces, right. um, it it faces uh, to the east. Sunsets in the west. So when <laughs> when they pick up Joliet Jake, it's supposed to be morning. Correct. Uh, but it's actually at, at sunset. That was why I jumbled up and, and kind of tripped <laughs> over my words, you know, because I'm, I'm that much of a geek that I know where the thing is placed and where the sun is and all that garbage is as you do. And, and, and it's, it's kind of creepy. Um, how many times, and I'm going to ask this question because I'm right here and I'm ready to talk to Brian. Yeah. How many times have people asked you or talked to you about and said that Mount Prospect cars are not black and white, that the movie, that's a little Hollywood twist and those are CHP cars and only the CHP cars are black and white. I see you shaking your head. Not many people realize that um, at all. <laughs> they, they, they think that Mount Prospect uh, had black and white livery <laughs> at 74. Right. And I don't think they switched to black and white until like 76 or it 77. Much, it was much later in the 70s yeah. in, in, in my geekdom. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, and, and, and I like seeing. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at John and I can just see on his face, how do people not know that? But what, <laughs> who didn't have a chance to ask Brian about this, you know? Yeah. And people are like, shut up, John, stay over in the corner. <laughs> Um, and, and that's, that's incredible. As I read more and more about the movie, um, I, I, I see that, you know, the state, the, the state patrol cars have the same, they have the correct library and, and the Chicago downtown police cars have the correct on there, you know, and, and I like all that stuff about that. Uh, so, um, that's it's interesting to me to talk to you about that and see what people have asked you. So have, have you had crazy fans that have come up to you and kind of been a little invasive? Tell us about that. I've had quite a few uh, crazy fans. Um, I've had instances. Um, a lot of the pictures I take are either early in the morning or late at night to avoid traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of, uh, passerbys, if you will. Uh, but there's certain times, you know, even five o'clock in the morning, 
there's other people out there on their way to work or doing whatever, coming home from a night out. And uh, I've had people jump in the car. Uh, If I left the doors unlocked, there's people that would jump right into the passenger seat. Somebody just jump in the car when you're in there by yourself and they jump in the car and, 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 and just for a photo op. For a photo op and just to say that they were sitting in the Bluesmobile, right? Wow. Huh. Uh, I've had a lot of people, if I'm stopped at a, a red light, they'll they'll hurry up and jump on the trunk, uh, sit on it for a picture without really? asking. It's, it, it's really weird. Wow, um, that's crazy. If someone came up to me and said, hey, can you pull over? Can I get a picture? I'd absolutely do it. Uh, some people don't think so and just – Take it upon themselves to really to get your shot. Wow, wow! wow. Hmm. You know we've uh, we've talked to other people with movie cars, and they have the same uh, the same kind of stories that people become pretty invasive, and they uh, they they're just they think that it's not a real thing, or that it may not be Brian's car or whatever. It's not a real thing. This is a movie right. prop, and I'm yeah. going to jump on this thing. Yeah, I guess they they see it as a movie prop and not as somebody's personal property. I, yeah, wow. I don't know. That's weird. That's kind of invasive. But, that's yeah. that's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. So your car- for the most part, they're well intentioned, and yeah. you know they they mean no harm. So it's sure. after the initial scare factor of someone sitting next to you yeah. that you weren't expecting. It's like okay, well, you know, we're cool. You know, let me pull over. We'll we'll get you some shots, and yeah, you know, we'll we'll both go on about our days. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So your car is uh, recognized as the official Bluesmobile of Chicago by the uh, Blues Brothers Approved Ventures. Yes. Yes. We uh, we signed a deal this year. Um, to uh well for me to become the official bluesmobile of chicago um they uh caught on to my instagram very early on Mm -hmm. they they liked what i was doing how i was keeping the spirit of the blues brothers alive um and you know especially this year with the 40th anniversary of the movie um, they saw an opportunity but partner up and you know We'll, we'll have some fun this year. And unfortunately the, the pandemic came, came through right, and right. Uh, all of that's canceled this year for the most part. Sure. And, but we, we still have the partnership. Um, we, uh, uh, the deal is uh, that I, you know, continue being able to take my car to events. I can advertise it as the official bluesmobile. Right. Uh, if, if Dan or Jim come to Chicago, they get to use the car. So it's a win-win for everybody. Wow. Cool. <laughs> wow. That's uh that's, that's fantastic. Uh, talk to me about uh, comedians and car- cars getting coffee. Comedians and cars getting coffee. That was uh, the first time I was approached to, to go on a, a TV show slash internet show uh, and with my Chicago skepticism, I'm like, no, nah, you're kidding me. You're not a producer. Uh-huh. <laughs> you just want to, you know, what are you, what are you trying to sell me here? Right. And, and it turned out the, the lady, very nice lady, Jill, uh, she was indeed the producer. And she said, uh, uh, every season when they start production, you know, Jerry Seinfeld will come with a list of cars that he wants, uh, to be featured on the car or, on the show sure. and 
gives it to his uh, producers and says, find him. And uh, on the list was a bluesmobile. Really? And uh, fortunately for me, um, due to my, my social media presence and my blog, whenever you Google in bluesmobile, I'm, I'm usually in the, the top five results. You're, so you're heavy on the front page, brother. I you're am. Up there. I'm heavy on the front page. Uh, and it, it, you know on a side note, that gets kind of frustrating for me because sometimes I go looking for images of the, the movie car yep. and all I'm seeing are images of mine. I'm like, no, I don't want this one. <laughs> I would like to find the Bluesmobile, not Brian's Bluesmobile. Yes, there you go. Um, so, yeah, after a, a couple of phone calls, you know, it, it turned out she was the real producer. Yeah. And I, I'm like, okay, you know, let's do this. Yeah. And, and they sent the truck to pick it up and brought it all the way to L.A., mm-hmm which I thought was mind-boggling. And I'm like, L.A., you can't find a Bluesmobile in L.A.? Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I guess mine was what he was specifically looking for, and so I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, Seth yeah. Rogen and uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, yeah. He was driving that car around. Uh, they went he to was. Arby's, right? They went to Arby's uh, for the finale. They ate Arby's in the car, yeah. and uh, that was pretty cool, but... Uh, uh, the one thing I didn't expect was in the beginning they dumpster. They, they, they dumpster. Oh, they they tossed the car into a dumpster, um, and totally caught me off guard because you know after filming, the producer will call you up and say, "Okay, well, the car was great. You know, we did have an issue. We replaced the wheel bearing. It broke. Okay, great. Uh, Jerry signed uh, a D on the back gas tank door where the missing D is." Uh, as part of a comedy bit. Do you want that painted over? Don't leave it. I want that. Sure. Uh, But they never mentioned the dumpster. (laughs) I I, I was surprised to see that. And I was surprised in the social media about you said that, you know, I was, everything was fine until they crashed into the dumpster and no one told me. And you had to see it when you saw the show on first airing. Yeah. And the rest of us, we all went, I, it, it was my wife and my son and, and myself, and we're watching it. We're getting all excited, and then you see the crash, and we just look at each other like, did this just happen? Yes, they crashed my car into a dumpster. So it, uh, on, uh, on there, they do not say Blues Brothers. They do not say the word Bluesmobile is a licensing issue. That is my only guess. That okay. that's why, um, because I know he specifically wanted the Bluesmobile. Right. Uh, I was surprised because I mean they're specifically getting the Bluesmobile, and if yeah, you're yeah. driving a DeLorean that has lights all over it, you're certainly your viewers are going to know that it's a Back to the Future DeLorean. You're certainly going to look right. at it, and you're, you'd have to be blind and not realize that is the Bluesmobile, right? If not a replica or a close replica, they didn't say the word. Hey, we went. And found a blues mobile hmm. no no seth rogan uh said it real quick oh it, it looks like the blues mobile okay and Seinfeld's, yeah kind of like it uh-huh. and that's where they left okay. it and I, I think it was either legal didn't clear it okay. or must have been whatever yeah. something something kind of weird mm. yeah you have any car collections or any kind of anything other than blues mobile or any any cool stuff well, I, I seem to collect Monaco's. Um, I saw you've been I, I through a couple and said you were going to build another one. That one disappeared. And they, 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 they fall through because uh, someone else sees the car and says, you know, this has been my dream. I want to, you know, build one. Will you sell me the car? Mm-hmm. 
Yes. So you're yes. an unconverted bluesmobile dealer? Yep. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, muscle cars, obviously, have always been a passion of mine. Uh, I love mid-60s to mid-70s muscle cars, Cutlasses, GTOs, uh, Mustangs, obviously. Right. Um, just everything. I, I'm a car guy through and through. Um, there's not really a, a type that I, I don't like. Mm -hmm. uh, the odder, the better. Sure. You know, I, I really love AMC products. Okay. Um, very niche vehicles, if you will. I, I like those a lot. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have a collection. Sure. Maybe someday. Right. Uh, my son's coming up to driving age, so let's see what we can get him into. So he'll get an Illinois State Patrol car, and he can just chase you around? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think he'll like that more than just driving around in the Bluesmobile. Yes, that definitely. That would be pretty cool. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Um, are, are you doing anything? We have, we have a segment, uh, called what drives youth. Uh, and are you doing anything to get a uh, younger generation involved that may not have seen the movie first run or don't know about the bluesmobile is, uh, the Chicago bluesmobile.com. Are you guys doing anything, uh, to kind of get other kids involved? Not, not on a grand scale. Uh, it's every appearance, uh, I, I make though. I, I, I do make a point of, of talking to, as many kids as I can, mm -hmm. because uh, most of them, nine, 10 years old, right when they're impressionable about cars, they'll, they'll, they'll go to a car show and their immediate reaction is, oh, cool, an old police car. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, but it's much more than that. Mm -hmm. And so I, I take them through the car, I let them sit in there, I let them experience uh, touching uh, the A track player, touching the spotlight. Right. I'm teaching them about the movie a little bit right. and um it always jogs a parent's memory oh yeah that was a great movie mm -hmm. um we'll have to see that when you get a little bit older i'm like come on it's 40 years you can, right you can let them see it now there's not nothing too bad in there right that is uh that's fantastic of 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 all the different locations and things that you've uh, that you've taken photos at um what is without going on forever what is generally still there and what's not? Because I know the gas station was a temporary set only. Correct. That, that was a temporary set. Uh, the, the foundation is still present. Okay. Uh, you can still find it. Um, there's uh, obviously Joliet Prison still there. Uh, Ray's Music Exchange was there until this year. Mm -hmm. um, Pilgrim Baptist Church, which was the triple rock in the movie, is still there. Mm -hmm. Uh, the buildings that formed the entranceway into the orphanage are still there. Okay. Um, they're blocked off. You, you can't actually drive down the street anymore, but the, the, the main buildings from the opening shot are there. Okay. Um, the, building was, the building that was Shea Paul, that's, that's yeah, there, but you there. said it's the wrong way. Uh, no, it's actually, it's, it's the right way. Oh, the, the street is street in the the wrong. park is the wrong. It's heading the wrong direction. Correct. Correct. In the movie, uh, they do a spin and, and turn, uh, the car where the nose is facing south and it's, it's a one-way street going north. Okay. Cause I know everybody, they, they park and I, I remember seeing the street and, and it's everybody's parked the wrong way of obviously Hollywood. Thanks Hollywood, but it's parked the wrong way in the movie. And, and they did the same thing with uh, Mrs. Torrentino's house in Cicero, Illinois. Okay. It is a 
uh, one-way streets going in the opposite direction as they show in the movie. I see. So unfortunately, all the pictures I get of those two locations, I'm I'm facing the wrong way. <laughs> interesting, <laughs> interesting. And, yeah. Oh, and, and, and only very avid fans would notice that probably. Yes, as we <laughs> deep dive into the movie, the Blues Brothers. Yeah. Um, other than other than that real quickly uh the south shore country club is still there which was the palace hotel ballroom um the nazi bridge is still present that's right behind the museum of science and industry in jackson park and uh earlier this year i found the bridge that they parked underneath at the end of the movie as they were escaping from the the uh, girlfriend, uh, where, the, where the speaker falls off the roof. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's in Lincoln Park. Okay. So it's been uh, highly updated since the movie, but that is the the exact location. So that was pretty cool find. Is yeah. anything on the site of Dixie Mall now, or no? No, it's it's an empty field. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. The, that is the one location I wish I, I could have gone to, and, and they tore it down a, a couple of years before I actually built mine. Right, huh. right. That was uh, that was crazy. Um, excellent. Um, I don't know. Uh, man, I have thousands of questions. I don't even know what to ask anymore. <laughs> I'll, I'll let Sean talk for a minute, maybe. Sean's here, here with us, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hi, Sean. I, I'm just listening to you guys uh, babble on about the movie and cars parked the wrong way. and. <laughs> You have seen the blues. Brothers, I, I right? have seen it uh, yes. a couple of times. Right. I, I, I don't didn't memorize it. There will be a quiz later. Yeah. <laughs> I probably will not pass it with the question that you asked. Were the cars parked in the right direction? But yeah. I just, right. Yeah. Yes. If only so, I could remember these types of I, things when I was out of high school, writing out my report for Lord of the Flies. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <sighs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't remember what I did yesterday, but I know which way they parked. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this is true. So I, I, I guess I'll have to go back and watch this movie again with the right with and pay more attention to things than that is true. I guess I ever have before. Life goes so, by too yeah. quick. You have to pay attention. <laughs> yes. Well, that's it's actually an interesting side note because, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I, I watched the movie since I was a little kid. I watched it at least once or twice a year growing up. And then as I was building the Bluesmobile, I watched it every single night as reference to get make sure I, what I was doing is where I wanted it to go. And that's when I started noticing all the little details. Right. It's just, it's amazing just how good Aykroyd and Belushi were in this movie. Right. It, it, you know, not a lot of real dialogue on their part. But just their facial expressions, their body language. It was it's just a, a fantastic movie. Right. Um, so it's just you you keep learning. The more you see it, the more you find. Yes. <laughs> Sean is just uh. keeps shaking his head at me. He's what have you dragged me in, man? What have you dragged me into? Absolutely ridiculous. That's all good. Well, I've uh I've had a fun time talking with you, Brian, oh, yeah. and uh, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll have more things to talk about later. Interesting eye-opening. Eye-opening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is awesome. Uh, continue uh, cruising around Chicago, taking the best pictures ever uh, with the, uh, the best thing I can see close to the real, real Bluesmobile. 
Yeah. You know, maybe one of these days we'll have to take a road trip up to Chicago. And, we will. Uh, go we will. For, see if we can talk Brian and let us go for a ride in the Bluesmobile. Yes, definitely. We, Get out and drive in the Bluesmobile. Yeah. That will be the most fantastic day ever. Because we ate that far away. And we have an open invitation. <laughs> that would be awesome. That is fantastic. Well, thank you very much for hanging with us for a little bit, uh, Brian, talking to us about Bluesmobile. Thank you. Yeah, enjoyed awesome. having you on. Yep. Thanks, man. Thank you. Hey, Brian, what drives you? What drives me is keeping the spirit of the Blues Brothers and the Bluesmobile alive into the 21st century. Uh, this is a great movie, great vehicle, and I believe future generations should at least see it one time in their life. Well, I certainly had a good time uh, participating in the National Get Out and Drive Day today. Uh, Doing the Jeffco Power Tour. Yeah, that was neat, man. Lots of cars. Yep, uh, lots of cars. Lots of people get out and drive and uh, yep. participate in the day. Yeah, if you have uh, photos or videos of uh, National Get Out and Drive Day, make sure you send it to them. Uh, they can be found on social media uh, at National Get Out and Drive Day on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Make sure you uh, hashtag National Get Out and Drive Day. Well, everybody likes trucks. Oh uh, yeah, I've definitely. got Saddle Tramp. Oh, yeah. Uh, recently picked up another project. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to affectionately call General Crustard. Yes, definitely. So. It's a square body round eye C10 that I've, uh, I've got. We'll have a uh, little uh, build series on that hopefully soon. Yep. Uh, and speaking of trucks, uh, next episode we're going to be speaking with Robbie from oh, United yeah. by Trucks. Yeah. Uh, they do a lot of cool stuff with truck guys. Yep. With trucks. <clears throat> you got a big following on uh, on YouTube, big channel, yeah. United by Trucks. Yep, so that would be uh, real interesting to listen to him and his stories. Yeah, I can't wait to do that one. I am John, Custom Car Nerd Meyer. You can follow me at Custom Car Nerd on Instagram. And I'm Sean, Mr. Sedan Man Cheryl. You can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Sedan Man. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Like, share, give us your comments. Tag us on Twitter at Get Out and Drive Pod. What, what drives, drives you? you?